Welcome to the Indie Music Room, a conversation with independent artists about writing, recording, performing, and promoting their original music. And now here's your host, Heather Kelly. Hey everybody, you're listening to Heather Kelly with the Indie Music Room, and I am super excited to introduce our guest of the month for November, and his name is Gabe Kubanda. How are you today, Gabe? Hey, I am doing great. Thanks for having me, Heather. Absolutely. Uh, My privilege. Why don't you let everybody that's tuning in uh, give us your background? Where are you from and how did you get going in music? Yeah, uh, I have been uh, playing music in tons of bands and stuff since I was probably 17 or 18 um, up in the Seattle area, farmlands of Seattle. Uh, outside of outside of Seattle, and um, went to music business, uh, kind of a two year certificate college at UCLA in Los Angeles. Was in a few more bands there, and then launched a solo project about nine years ago that I've been uh, continuing on with my own name, Gabe Kubanda, mm-hmm. and writing my own songs and writing for other people and collabing and touring and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. So. Really, I checked I mean, out your. I've checked out your history and your schedule, and my goodness, you have done so much. So I'm excited to talk about some of it. Let's go way back. When did you get started in music? I think I got the music bug at an early age. My okay. parents both played uh, some instruments around the house, non-professionally, just kind of jamming. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad played drums, and my mom played guitar a little bit, and I picked up a little bit of those skills from either of them from both of them. Mm-hmm. And I really developed my ear just by listening to the, like the oldies station. Uh, my parents were really religious, so they wouldn't let me listen to like metal or hip hop, <laughs> all, all the dirty connotations on both of those genres. <laughs> right. So I was stuck listening to oldies. And uh, when I say stuck, I don't mean stuck. Like I think it was really, really good because I, be, I got a, an appreciation for Motown and classic rock and all those types of artists. Um, And I kind of, that started my music progression that way. Um, So I think that was really, really cool. Um, I then tried to play drums in jazz band in high school, which did not go so well. (laughs) I bet your parents loved that. Every parent loves a drummer in the house. (laughs) Oh yeah, exactly. Like way too much noise. And then um, I started doing choir in uh, high school and also at church. And that really freed me up, I think, in terms of just uh, enjoying voice and learning guitar. And then I kind of like set myself in motion from there. So you basically now you play um, guitar mainly, right? And sing. Yeah, mostly acoustic guitar and sing. Uh, Every once in a while, I'll bust out the electric or some bass or drums, but I'm not that great on drums. (laughs) Well, you won't believe this, but I was actually a bass drummer in the drumline and band. So I, I was in drumline. Yes. There we go. There and we go. I, I won't even touch a drum now because it's it's not my thing. So <laughs> now, did you have lessons on guitar or was it more of a self-taught thing or how'd you do that? Uh, my mom taught me a few worship songs, church songs, and um, maybe a, I'm sure a couple Beatles songs, I think, back in the day. And mm-hmm. from the rest, I literally just listened to the oldie station and kind of developed my ear. So even though I'm not the greatest at reading uh, or charting uh, mm-hmm. notation or anything, I can still, my ears developed well enough to where I can kind of pick things up and get the basics down real quick. Very cool. So do you want to tell me, do some name dropping? Who are some of the bands you started out with? Uh, 
most of them are were unknown and just never went anywhere. Uh, okay. One band called Letters Burning uh, got to do a, a bunch of Warp Tour stuff, Battle of the Bands, uh, some Hot Topic tours uh, back in the malls when that was a cool thing to do. Yeah. And um, were recorded by some indie record labels. But other than that, uh, I'm mostly known for my solo project and the uh, VH1 uh, reality show that I was on where I got to jam out with a bunch of like rock stars, which is really Well, tell me about that real quick. Which which um, show was it on each one? So that was uh, Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. And it was okay. a short lived uh, two seasons, you know. Um, and But it was so much fun. Uh, they basically, you know, the audition was play some classic rock songs. And uh, the first day of shooting, you were playing in front of like the members of KISS. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And there's like 20 of us all trying to play rock and roll all night long. Uh-huh. <laughs> Screwing it up because none of us really bothered to learn. I mean, it's pretty easy, but, you know, it's like it was so much. It was so nerve wracking. And like Paul Stanley's watching you, you know, and judging you. And then uh, guys from Guns N' Roses were there and oh uh, all, all these like major, you know, rock and roll legends. And then later on, they're picking you for their 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 fantasy band. So some guys went with uh, Duff McKagan and Matt Soren from Guns N' Roses. Some some guys went with uh, some other uh, rock guys. Um, I went with uh, Mark. Uh, shoot, he's a producer that worked with uh, John Lennon and Ringo Starr. Oh my gosh, what an honor! Yeah. And so he was amazing. He's this crazy guy with this rainbow colored beard, really eccentric, <laughs> wild from the set, straight from the seventies, like yeah. Austin Powers looking with a beard. And um, our first set, we were playing like at the key club, uh, you know, learning with cover songs and mm -hmm. playing with Paul Stanley at the Gibson showroom, playing at the Troubadour, playing at all these places. Uh, our rap party was at the Playboy Mansion. Uh, oh my gosh. It was just nuts. So it was this roller coaster of just, you know, rock stars and stuff. We got to play with Sammy Hagar and, uh, you know, just all these great guys. What a crazy experience for you. That's awesome. I wonder, if, I wonder if they still have, like, I can go back and find it on, you know, previous seasons or something. I wish there's a few snippets on YouTube uh, that you can find. But other than that, they're not doing any reruns anymore, maybe <laughs> internationally. But it, it was so much fun. And uh, uh, ironically, that's kind of what set myself in motion to do my solo project because mm -hmm. I had just left my, my rock band. I really wanted to do music, but I was too scared to do it on my own. And then I did this blind audition, got the part, did it, and I was like, wow, that was crazy, but I could hold my own with all these other dudes. Yeah, good for you. That's great. And I was like, okay, let's give this a shot. Exactly. Tell me a little bit about your songwriting process before we listen to our first song. Why don't you tell me a little bit how you, your setup and what you do? Whew. So that's crazy because as you know, like inspiration comes from all this different sources and times in your life. I find it best when I am ironically driving across country to shows, <laughs> I'll have song ideas on the open road and I'll hum them into my um, iPhone and then you know, I'll try to dissect them or find the best, you know, ideas later on. Uh, but a lot of times it'll start with either a melody or lyrical ideas. Um, I also emote quite a bit or uh, 
what's a better word? Um, I kind of gain inspiration from other people's issues as well. So I'll see kind of observing something going on and um, I'll kind of ingest that and kind of write about that in my own, in my own way. You know, as a songwriter myself, I find that when things are kind of not real good in life or some, one of my friends are having a problems, I can write all day about it. But when life is great and I'm so happy, I'm like, what do I write about? You know, it's too good. But um, yeah, it's, it's hard to do. Tell me a little bit about the first song we're going to play today. I believe this is your most recent release. It's called Back on Track. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of when everything's happy, uh, I wrote this when everything was not happy with the world. Last uh, April and May uh, in the, during the pandemic, real, you know, hardcore lockdowns and everything. Um, where everyone was just strapped to their home and wasn't going anywhere. Um, and then the riots started happening and everything. And uh, Well, I should say the protests, then the riots. And um, it was one of those things where I was just so uninspired. Nothing um, I was playing, with, you know, was coming out right. I was just like, you know, throw, throw your guitar out the window. You know, <laughs> kind of and um, I, I was looking for inspiration on soundbetter.com which is a website for musicians and i just heard this track this like demo track that this um musician out of uh louisiana had put up and it just had such a catchy little uh intro and i immediately started getting lyric and melodic ideas for it and it's it's kind of funny because as soon as i heard it i started that that was the spark i needed uh -huh. and i wrote almost an entire song around that little demo and I send it to the to the musician I'm like dude I love your song I wrote a I wrote all the lyrics already can I buy it from you <laughs> yeah exactly what was his response uh he was like hell yeah brother yeah great and uh so we started talking he sent me the stems which are kind of the broken out uh tracks okay uh, individual tracks mm -hmm. okay. and I started fleshing out my own demo with uh and added a bridge and added a bunch of instrumentation and harmonies and everything in my home studio and then sent it over to my producer who was in Tempe and he loved it. He started programming the drums and some synth parts and we were just, it was one of those things, uh, you know, where you can't get into the studio to write a song, but you can fly tracks back and forth yeah. and get inspiration that way. And I know a lot of musicians were doing that, uh, you know, all last year and, uh, where there's a will, you find a way. <laughs> well, the music wasn't going to stop regardless of the pandemic, so we all found a way. All right, here you go. We're going to listen to Back on Track, written by Gabe Kubanda. <laughs> Up 
track gave a wonderful song i loved it i do want to tell you um i've been listening to your music on spotify and i heard a song last night not that we're going to play this today but i heard a song that really stuck with me last night it was called sugar <laughs> i liked that song i i did so that was a really fun one i found too okay i'll, I'll tell you the little backstory on that actually okay. the inspiration for that was um i was at the dorms at ucla kind of a Call, you know, college dorms and um, off-campus dorms, and they were co-ed, and a really cute girl moved in right next door. Uh-huh. And I was, I, I was really shy back then, and very introverted, and I didn't know how to talk to girls very much. And so I thought, how funny would it be if I showed up like on her doorstep with like a, you know, like one a Pyrex, uh, like cookingware, like full of sugar, and be like, <laughs> hey neighbor, you want some sugar? Exactly. Like you want oh. some flour, you want some like cooking things, you know? Exactly. And um, that just kind of started started off and uh, it wrote a whole song about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great song. At the end of this, and we'll make sure to share all of your links because people need to check out your music. I listened to the entire Spotify list yesterday. So oh, gosh. good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now there's going to be another song. It, it's called... Um, Dancing on the Edge. But before we get to that song that we'll play next, why don't you tell me about your studio experience? I did hear you say that you recorded during the pandemic in your home studio. Do you have experience in, in other studios as well? Yeah, normally, you know, uh, kind of the process is when I start looking to do a new album or a new single, mm-hmm. um, I'll take all these demos and song ideas that I have and kind of flesh them out to the best of my abilities. I'm not an engineer or producer at all. So I don't have those 
you know, those are extremely uh, amazing skill sets that I, you know, uh, I'm in awe of because I don't have that. I don't and have the patience either. I'm just like, I'll do the work. The you, you do it. You do the rest. So and it's like, you know, uh, you know, let people do what they're good at, you know, and you focus on what you're good at. You know, you can't learn everything. I, right. I do. I, I call myself like a jack of all trades, but it's just like I can do a, a lot of things. Uh, moderately, you know, minusculely well, you know, uh-huh. but I'm not gonna, I'm gonna leave it to the professionals, you know, the good stuff. So I, yeah, I would normally uh, uh, have mo- my songs pretty much ready to go and mm-hmm. send them to a producer or, or work with a producer and have them help me out. Uh, case in point, the next song I think you're gonna play, Let's Ride. Um, I had, I really loved the song. Uh, but I didn't have a, a solid chorus line. I had the let's ride part. I had some other things, but I had more words. I, it was too, it was too dense with stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And the producer was uh, Curtis Douglas out of Tempe. He's an amazing producer and he's done the main and uh, a bunch of uh, bigger bands. And he was like, uh, the song's really catchy. We just need to pare it down and come up with, you know, some really concise you know, hits. And so he really helped me peel back the song and kind of expose the real uh, good parts of it, you know? And, uh, and so that's, that's where a producer, it can be so handy and really helping you um, look at the song objectively, because as a songwriter, and you know, this, Uh you can't, you can't see objectively about your own project because it's so personal and dear and you're so close to it. And if you had your druthers, like it would just sound awful because it would just be so much stuff stacked in there. Yeah. And that's an art in itself. It really peeling back the layers and getting to the important parts of the song and what you really are trying to say and, and convey. And a good producer is worth uh, their weight in gold. Absolutely. I used to tend to write with too many words. I could take out but or and, you know, and just kind of condense it because you don't need all that stuff in there all the time. It still tells the story. Exactly. So back um, back to Dancing on the Edge. We're going to go ahead and play that now, and then we'll play Let's Ride later. But I'll tell you what. Let's take a listen to Dancing on the Edge. Times like these, shifting seas, throw in my equilibrium. Balance lost, count the cost. Side to side, floor to ceiling, can't deny Ship is reeling, undeniable demise But I'm ready, rock steady in this hurricane It's scary, don't worry, take a leap of faith Dancing on the edge, dancing on the edge Fighting through the darkest night Don't look down, just hold tight Dancing on the edge, dancing on the edge Riding through the darkest night Stay with me, you'll be alright Take a breath, take a knee Never gave up easily Pick myself up off the floor Learn to pivot, learn to swim Bite the dust, kick down again Not afraid to ask for more I'm ready, rock steady in this hurricane It's scary, don't worry, take a leap of faith Dancing on the edge, dancing on the edge 
Fighting through the darkest night Don't look down, just hold tight Dancing on the edge, dancing on the edge Fighting through the darkest night Stay with me, you'll be In the morning, dancing on the edge, dancing on the edge, fighting through the darkest night. Don't look down, just hold tight. Dancing on the edge, dancing on the edge, fighting through the darkest night. Stay with me, you'll be alright. Dancing on the edge, dancing on the edge, fighting through the darkest night. Don't look down, just hold tight. Dancing on the edge. That was Dancing on the Edge, Gabe, another brilliant song. You are you you have a sound. Um, I showed your music to my daughter, who's a college student, and she's like, this is the real deal. This guy's the real deal. So you've got a very infectious sound about your voice, good tonality and warmth. Thank you so much. You know, it's funny. Uh, when since I play so many, uh, you know, colleges and high schools and kind of younger venues, even though I'm older, it's interesting to see the younger generation uh, kind of gr like latching on to the and like getting the lyrics and getting the meaning, um, you know, which is I, I didn't think that, you know, that would happen. But it, I it's really cool that I'm able to connect that way. Just curious, when you were younger, who were some of your musical influences who did you really like man when i was younger it was yeah. all about um you know uh led zeppelin pink floyd Jimi hendrix mm -hmm. you know those kind of iconic artists uh leonard skinnard uh queen elton john you know the list can go on but then right. also the grunge scene was super huge i was really into pearl jam and alice in chains and soundgarden um and also 90s hip hop, like West Coast hip hop, especially yeah. Tupac and, and Dr. Dre and Snoop and all those. And so I feel like I, in, like I was taking in all this wide variety of music from all these different eras. And I find myself unwittingly and unknowingly like putting in little cliche things. Sometimes it, it could even be like a hip hop rhyming type of a thing, but sing song, you know, right. my style, but it, I can trace it back to those roots or a little grungy part or a little classic rock influence or a pop reference. Uh, it's really weird. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, and you know, the worst question for me to ask my, my artists that I interview is, so what genre do you consider yourself? That is the worst question to ask. I can't even categorize, you know, your music. I, there's so many um, different sounds that it reminds me of. So I'm not going to ask say, you that question. <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna, I just say indie pop. Let, yeah, like, indie uh, pop. And let people sort it out for themselves. It's like, yeah. Yeah. if you like it, you like it. Cool. Earlier, you said, uh, you mentioned you're kind of a jack of all trades. I found something really interesting when I was researching. You are the co-founder of edumusication. Tell me, tell us about that. What exactly is that all about? Yeah. So edumusication is our 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, it's kind of a music education uh, 
platform and it kind of started out organically when we were on our epic proportions tours um, we had started playing in high free high school shows to fill in the dates between our you know festivals and bar shows and mili uh, college shows and stuff like that and military based shows and so we do a free high school lunch concert or something and uh, we noticed that a lot of these especially the lower income schools uh, they had no music classes, no band classes, no choir. I know. Such or, a shame. It, yeah, it was just so sad. But um, these students obviously loved music and they gravitated towards us. And they were just, you know, they would forget their lunch and they would just come rock out with us at lunch and go crazy and stay past the bell, you know, and try to skip class. And they'd be like, yeah. <laughs> oh, teacher, I'm helping the band unload, <laughs> you know, or something. Exactly. We're like, no, I'll get to class. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But, but uh, we, we just had such a connection with these kids and I felt so, uh, I don't know, like they just needed that outlet mm -hmm. so much. And, and obviously a lot of the schools did have music classes, but it was so, they were so disconnected from what modern music was going on and what I was listening to and the concerts I was going to. It was kind of stuck like back in the dark ages. Right. There was no bridge between like Mozart and Dizzy Gillespie uh, to modern pop and rock and hip hop and metal and country and stuff. Right. So it's like, well, so we just started talking with the music kids, started talking with some of the music teachers. They started inviting us into their classes afterwards. Nice. We'd hang out. We'd start doing little demos, bring out our acoustic guitar, do little like, uh, just, just kind of inspirational talks. Like, Hey, if we can do it, you can do it. Right. Kind of a thing and then we were like oh let's call this something what do we want to call it and right. i don't know why education came to mind i think i was thinking of education like right educated and then <laughs> i was like education it works out great people, i know it's hard to say sometimes but um i really like that name and i think it gets to the heart of like what we're really trying to do and uh, ever since the pandemic, when all our tours got canceled, it was really amazing to be able to switch over and do virtual Zoom sessions mm -hmm. for all these students that were stuck distance learning at home. Yeah. Uh, and so that opened up this new avenue of, you know, doing collaboration, like online song creation with kids, talking with teachers about how to use, uh, you know, recording equipment. Mm -hmm. Um and even interfacing with some of our music re retailers like Novation and Focusrite to get like microphones and audio interfaces and stuff to the wow. kids that are stuck at home. So that's something I'm really proud uh, to do uh, uh, that, that we were able to accomplish with our partners. Um, I find it very admirable that you're doing that. Um, I, my opinion, I, I've always felt like music seems to get cut first before athletics and uh, the fact that you're you're putting energy and at the end of this show, I'd like you to include that link because I know it's a nonprofit. And if any of us can help in any way, that's just that's a brilliant idea. So we'll do that, too, at the end. Um, again, we were talking about Let's Ride. Let's get to that song now. Let's Ride. This is the third song we're going to play today. I want to hear the background on Let's Ride. So Let's Ride was one of those songs where uh, that uh, intro guitar riff and the uh, vocals was kind of set in stone from the beginning. And um, I had a different melody. Actually, I was messing around. 
I think I was joking in the tour bus one day on tour and I'd come up with this little riff and I started riffing uh, some like jokes about our merch girl and uh-huh. uh, she was sitting there. And so we were, I was just making fun of her. We we're just laughing. And um, she's like, Oh, that's kind of catchy. <laughs> right. And I was like, yeah, it kind of is. And so um, it never when it went anywhere for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I kept coming back to it and going, Oh man, that's so catchy. But I it just, you know, it didn't go anywhere. Uh-huh. Um, but after a while, I, I started fleshing out the song and song ideas started coming to me about riding through life with your partner, riding through all the obstacles, ups and downs kind of of life and getting through it and enjoying the good times and, and learning how to enjoy the bad times with your, with your special loved one kind of a thing. And that's kind of a theme in a lot of my songs I, I feel is like, uh, you know, surmounting adversity striving, thriving, you know, getting through the tough times to, you know, to appreciate the good times. So uh, that's how that song kind of started coming around. And then I was able to take it to my producer, Curtis, who I was talking about earlier, and he really just helped solidify it. Um, We got a great uh, 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 drum programmer and synth programmer to do a lot of the little background kind of ear candy that makes Mm -hmm. it just sound so cool and vibey. And um, funny thing is when that song hit, uh, that's exactly when the pandemic kind of was, you know, Uh uh, at its peak and all our marketing efforts kind of went out the window, but Peloton, the exercise bike company, ended up picking up that song and the remix to that song and having that in their instructor videos. That's a bonus. That's cool. So that was really cool. It's like, Hey, how can you, you ride? You were all stuck at home. You can't, you know, but you can ride indoors on your exercise bike. (laughs) Exactly. With that said, let's go ahead and take a listen to let's ride by Gabe. I've been craving daylight You're everything that I want and need Stuck inside a midnight Ultraviolet twilight You're everything that I need So let's ride Let's ride Collide And leave all our words 
That was Let's Ride by Gabe Kubanda. You know, it's interesting, Gabe, uh, you spread yourself thin, it seems like. You're an entrepreneur. You've got your education. You've got your music career. But I also saw somewhere online that you have Airbnb rentals. That I mean, where did that come from? <laughs> so many things started happening, like, you know, <laughs> because of the pandemic, I feel. <laughs> and that was one of them. Um, I was living in Phoenix at, uh, with uh, my business partner's house, and he had had to move out. And so um, we had some extra rooms available. Mm -hmm. And so when the tours got canceled, we were like, man, how are we going to pay this mortgage? And I was like, well, since I'm not, I won't be able to travel for like maybe a year. Mm -hmm. But at first we thought it was just a few months, you know? Right. And I was like, well, why don't I rent out our spare rooms and try to um, just survive that way? And he's like, all right, let's just do it. And so that turned into six months, into a year, into a year and a half, you know? And uh, I just was really enjoying the flexibility that it gave me to, you know, make money, pay the mortgage, mm -hmm. um, and also have more time to work on my songwriting. Because when I was touring so much, I was so busy driving the bus, making the arrangements, yeah. booking the Airbnbs that we were staying at, right? <laughs> yeah. um, that uh, I was just constantly drained and wiped out and just that my creativity was just uh, destroyed. So it was just one of those things where the pandemic was a very needed reset for me creatively and emotionally and spiritually. And then this kind of came along and it was just like, hey, we need to make money. We have these assets. What can we do with them? Right. So when I moved to San Diego, I was like, I'm going to do that more. So right. uh, now I actually have, uh, I just picked up a fourth listing and uh, and one's right by the beach, which is really cool. And I'll, so, I'll stay in that one when I come out to visit. <laughs> yeah, come on out, you get the OD discount. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and um, and I've just been really enjoying putting my effort into that. And uh, if you go to my uh, Airbnb listings or on Verbo, VRBO as well, you'll see my rooms are kind of musically themed. So mm -hmm, I, have, I saw that drums and guitars and microphones everywhere and um i just wanted to create a space that resonated with me and what i liked sure yeah and, and funny enough a lot of musicians come through and book it book my rooms because they see the instruments yeah they know. feel at home there it, it welcomes yeah. them so that's really great yeah i'll make sure um to post the airbnb uh link too as well you've got so many things going on i want to share that with everybody uh anything coming up soon like any more tours scheduled right now now that we're somewhat getting back to normal yeah i think for us i think we're going to wait till next year to tour uh next spring in fact we'll be okay. getting back on the road uh and then in the meantime i'm speaking at uh some engagements um doing uh edgy musication classes every week for you know various schools and stuff that are still on a hybrid system or have like digital online learning campuses now. Okay. For the kids that and the parents that are like not wanting to send their kids back. Uh-huh. And and uh and writing more songs. I'm going back into the studio, into a real studio finally, which is nice. Nice, yeah. And gonna be fleshing out some new songs and maybe a new album next next year. So be on the lookout. Uh I you know, 
I've been making music for a long, long time and I don't quit easily and I just keep going. So Yeah, that's amazing. One more time, why don't you let the people know some of your um, most popular links where they can find you? I mentioned Spotify. Do you have an official website? Yeah, every, luckily my name is very unique. So uh, that it is. It took me a couple of days to learn how to say it. <laughs> right. Uh, so everything is at Gabe Kubanda, um, and of course GabeKubanda.com, uh, EduMusication.org as well. And, and then the, the Airbnb link again. That'll be. Uh, hmm, I haven't actually put that public yet. Oh. oh. Am I spilling the beans? Yeah. Uh, Sorry about that. I can edit this part out if you'd like me to. No, let's keep it rolling. This is okay. good. It's gonna be this will be for the the, the diehard fans. This is uh it'll be kubandaproperties.com. Okay. And that will be launching uh next month. So um that'll be got a lot ready. going on. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time with me today for the Indie Music Room. In the future, if you have any more material coming out, please send it my way and we'll make sure to get it get it played. Um, any final thoughts, Gabe? No, I just want to say thank you to you for just being an awesome podcast host and interviewer. Um, and thanks to your fans and our fans for tuning in and spending this time with us. Um, and uh, just a note for people just to stay positive, you know, with, a, if, with everything going on, whatever it's good or good or bad, you got to stay positive. Keep that mindset up. That'll get you through the rough points. So, um, and as always, uh, I'm on Spotify and Apple music under Gabe Kubanda, hit me up on Instagram, ask me whatever you want. And, uh, if you guys want to come on vacation, uh, by the beach, you'll find me at Kubanda Properties soon. Well, I probably will meet you someday. I have family out in California. So, and I've never been to San Diego yet. I've only been up North. So oh, we're doing this. We'll oh, check it out. All right. It's been my privilege, Gabe. Thank you so much. And you have a great day. You've been listening to the Indie Music Room with Heather Kelly. Be sure to listen every Saturday and Sunday right here on FortDodgeRadio.com and subscribe for all our past and upcoming shows. The Indie Music Room is a production of FortDodgeRadio.com.